Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Fringe. Today we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 6, titled, And Those We've Left Behind. Uh, A phenomenal phenomenal episode that I absolutely adore in pretty much every possible way. Like, this is a goddamn perfect filler episode. It really, really is. It has everything you want from a filler episode of Fringe. It has a very clever concept that it explores in a really creative, very intelligent way. Uh, It tells a really engaging story, has some phenomenal levels of character and thematic depth. It is very emotionally investing. It's just, it's phenomenal. It's absolutely incredible. It's a brilliant, brilliant goddamn episode, and I'd say it's definitely one of the highlights of this season for me. Uh, So the hook of this episode is that there's a lot of time displacement events happening. Uh, a building that burned down four years ago and then was fixed up suddenly gets all burny again, and uh, a five-year-old reverts to a like a one-year-old temporarily. Uh, a train will come through like a ghost train on a track that hasn't existed for four years. Like, you have these weird things happening, these weird flashbacks to, uh, four years previous. And it's so freaking cool how they go through all this, how they investigate this. Uh, they let Peter out of his cage because, like, this has time stuff. Peter's a time stuff, uh, having come from an alternate timeline. So, the stuff's, stuff's weird, (laughs) weird attracts weird, like, put the weird on the weird, and the weird will investigate the weird, and everything will be explained somehow. Uh, (laughs) they put Peter on this, uh, and, like, they have him investigating, trying to find a pattern, trying to find out what's going on here. I especially love this one moment where Peter just keeps jumping back and forth throughout time. Like, he goes from the lab to the scene. Uh, He goes from the lab forward to the scene, forward again to the car, back to the scene again, and then forward to the car again. And just, like, has this, like, non-linear investigation going. It's so cool. (laughs) It's such a clever sequence, and I love it so much. It's so great. Uh, But through the process of this non-linear investigation, he finds that, like, basically there's this elevated neutron reading on the kid's car. 
and like bumper comes off in his hand and all that. Like there's some molecular degradation and this type of thing can only happen from human technology. So this is man-made. Someone is doing this. And they basically plug in all the events they know about on this map. They're able to figure out it goes out in a spiral pattern. And they're able to trace that back to the general area where this is coming from in Brookline. And it is at this moment we find out that the source is this man, Steven Root. Steven Root's in this episode and he's amazing. God, Steven Root is always the best thing about whatever he's in. Like, every single time. Like, Steven Root is just one of those actors where he shows up and he instantly elevates whatever it is he's starring in by a factor of a billion. That man is a legend. And I love everything he's in. I I love him in everything he's in. He's great. Uh, But turns out Steven Root's doing this. Uh, He's got this, like, time chamber set up uh, to basically transport his house back to 2007 uh, because his wife has Alzheimer's. And four years ago, she did not. And he's basically flipping back and forth because she apparently never completed the equations necessary to make this time chamber work indefinitely. Uh, He apparently needs these equations to make it go all the time so he can always live in a time before his wife got Alzheimer's. And so he's basically turning this on, going for the temporary uh, amount of time, and letting his wife just continue to work out the equations she left off on. Uh, Just keep going, keep going, keep going, and it gets a little more each time. Can go a little bit longer, a little bit longer, a little bit longer, a little bit longer, a little bit longer. And... After a while, after the time runs out, the time chamber turns off, he comes back to 2011, and... Wife has Alzheimer's again. And he doesn't even know, by the way, that this time displacement stuff is happening. He doesn't even know that all this chaos is being caused because of his time chamber. He's just like, yeah, get my uh, my wife back. Uh, and she has all her faculties. And, he, and she doesn't uh, not remember me every other time. And it's great. Like, he just... I love Steven Root's character in this. Not just because it's Steven Root. Honestly, it'd still be great even if it wasn't Steven Root. Uh, Like, this character so brilliantly shows how difficult it is to live with someone, to live with a loved one who has Alzheimer's or dementia or whatever, and, like, just watch them sort of degrade Watch their mental faculties sort of slip away and slip away and slip away. How painful that is to watch. And how heartbreaking it is to witness. Like, he so brilliantly demonstrates how 
difficult it is and how horrible it is. Uh, and the woman who plays his wife, whose name I can never remember, uh, I'm going to look this up as I'm talking, she's also spectacular. She's also amazing in this, and I loved her every second she was on screen as well. Uh, but everything, everything about these people in the house, uh, Rami Rosemont is her name. She is spectacular. Uh, but they're in this house and eventually FBI shows up. An agent comes in because they're going house to house, knocking on doors. He steps into this time bubble and then freaks out and disintegrates. Apparently, uh, if someone from the outside enters the time bubble, they die immediately. So that's a thing, because you can't just, like, I guess you can't just, like, step split second from the present to the past, from the future to the past. You can't just do that. Like, there are consequences to that being a thing. So we have to find some way to get in and turn the thing off. While this is happening, Steven Root's like, hey, listen, I I need you to see that past... Past wife, I need you to see this. I, I need you to see what I've done. And he shows her the time chamber that he's built, and she's immediately horrified. Like, um, no, don't, d- no. Like, this was supposed to be theoretical. Like, this was never meant to be built. Like, some things we cannot tamper with. <laughs> like, I deal in theoretical physics and all of that. Like, I... I, This shouldn't have been made. (laughs) Like, this should not have been made at all. Like, no. Stop this. This is insane. Uh, And she eventually puts two two together and is like, hey, uh, why are you doing... Did something happen to me? And Steven Root tells her how he lost her and all that. And, um... Like, how much, like, pain he's been in, like, just watching her, like, sort of degrade mentally. And he's just like, I, 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 I need to repay you. I couldn't, uh, be what you needed me to be, blah, 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 blah. What better thing can I do for you than this? Making sure you can, uh, be your best self all the time, forever. And, like, the more Steven Root sort of gets up his own butt explaining his reasoning behind doing this, like, the more she gets horrified. And it's it, it's phenomenal. Like, every, every moment in this house is spectacular. Uh, but they're able to make a mobile Faraday cage, Faraday harness, to put around Peter and send him into the time bubble. So that he don't die. So they push him in. uh, He enters the thing. He gets in the house. And immediately gets knocked out by Steven Root. Immediately. Like just instantaneously. Peter gets hit over the head by Steven Root. Gets knocked out. Uh, But he eventually wakes up. And they get into this whole standoff. And Peter's like, hey, oh. I totally forgot to mention this. We are now in a race against time because we've been able to 
sort of project the next event via this spiral. The next event takes place at a tunnel that runs underwater. That tunnel did not exist four years ago. So if that tunnel just poofs away... Mm, bunch of people are gonna drown to death. So yeah, there's that. Uh, and Lincoln, sort of in the process of trying to get everyone out of this tunnel, trying to get everyone out of this tunnel, trying to get everyone out of this tunnel. Uh, and then eventually, like the time displacement starts, and you see this like sort of bubble growing, like in the tunnel. Like, sort of slowly, like, seeping water in. And it's a really cool shot. It's a really cool shot when you see this water bubble growing and growing inside this tunnel. It's amazing. It is absolutely spectacular. Like, it's just, like, this mind-bending imagery that's just so freaking cool. Uh, But Peter tells Steven Root, like, hey, a bunch of people are gonna drown if, uh... If you don't shut this down, a bunch, like, there's a bunch of chaos happening, and the wife's like, yeah, time displacement. Like, I, I was afraid of this. I was afraid there'd be repercussions from this. This is why we don't build the stuff. This is why we don't build the stuff. Steven Root. Maybe next time you'll learn, and, and maybe not immediately build the thing that's not supposed to be built, Steven Root. Uh, but Peter, uh, basically gets Steven Root to shut it down properly under the, uh, under the provision that Steven Root not be prosecuted. Uh, this is a demand the wife makes because she's like, hey, he didn't know. There's no way he could have. And so Peter is able to work that out and then they're able to shut it down properly. And... Everything's good. Now, while Peter was negotiating the uh, immunity deal, uh, the wife uh, revealed that she had finished the equation just before Stephen Root went in to show her the time chamber. She finished the calculations to get it to work indefinitely. And Steven Root's like, hey, write it down, write it down, write it down. I'll build it again, I'll build it again, I'll build it again. Like, this isn't the end. I'll build it again. I'll I'll go someplace else and I'll build it again. And then, like, she writes it down. He shuts down the thing. He goes to look at the equations. And in the, this brilliant, brilliant moment, he sees that, like, all the calculations have been blacked out. Like, she just went in with a damn black marker and just scratched out everything so that it was unreadable and leaves him a note like, Hey, how you repay me is you love me and live your life. Basically, a nice way of saying, Stop trying to break the rules of time, Steven Root. You freaking idiot. Oh man, I'm definitely going to have in the description of this episode, Steven Root breaks time. <laughs> I'm definitely going to have that as the description. 
Uh, but everything's good. The time chamber shut down. There's no more displacement events. We're all fine. Uh, but like I mentioned throughout this entire episode, uh, we're continuing to deal with the consequences of Peter being thrust into this new timeline. And, you know, there's sort of more Fringe Division being wary of this guy. Fringe Division not entirely trusting this man. Uh, Walter's still avoiding him. When Walter's forced to do an examination of Peter when they think uh, he's the one causing this. Uh, Walter just calls Peter the subject all the time. And it's just saying, like, oh, the subject looks normal. The, the, the subject's probably not causing this. Like, just calling him the subject over and over and over again. Like, not even looking at Peter. And, like, of course, there's still Peter having to come to terms with the fact that Olivia in this timeline doesn't know him. And has no feelings for him. And uh, thinks nothing of him and all that. Apparently, by the way, Peter does not remember haunting both Walter and Olivia constantly in the few weeks leading up to him coming back. So there's that. And at a certain point, we realize that this time chamber thing that Stephen Root built, it didn't work. Until right when Peter got thrust back into the timeline. And then it started to work again. And then it started to be an actual thing. So Peter didn't directly cause what was happening. But he was responsible for it being able to happen. So there's that. And eventually Peter comes to the conclusion that, like, man, I thought that the timeline had to have uh, been changed, but I think it's just me. I think I'm in the wrong place, and I think I need to get back to my Olivia and my Walter and my everyone else. Which, I mean, we already kind of know from the observers that that is factually incorrect, but whatever. Uh, (laughs) He's not not wrong. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, also, Peter gets to go back to the house that he had with Walter uh, before the timeline-changing business. So he gets to go back there, and, uh, yeah. So they're slowly learning to trust Peter. Slowly. We're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, anyway... Phenomenal episode. Phenomenal episode all around. I love this thing. It is so, so freaking fantastic. Anyway, uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just to push a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter Instagram, and Letterboxd, TomTom4468, and support the show, patreon.com slash thomasclark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Uh, I'm going to start working on this month's episode tonight. It's going to be a little different. I got an idea. 
It's a weird-ass idea, but I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna start working on it. It's gonna take a few days. Uh, hopefully I'll get it up by the end of this week. If not, it'll definitely be next week, but, uh, it'll be worth the wait. It will be worth the wait. Trust me. This sounds very ominous, but <laughs> it's weird, and it's gonna be fun. Uh, but yeah, patreon.com slash thomasclark when that is up. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, tomorrow we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 7. Talk to you then.